Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and it is April the 21st and it's uh, Easter. So happy Easter to everybody. If you're having an Easter egg hunt or anything like that, having some fun out there with the kids. And uh, um, I know I got an Easter egg last night. I think I found it, it was hidden behind the my remote control of my uh, TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I think Carolyn knew where to hide it for me, so it was easy to find. Anyways, um, it is a beautiful spring day. It's supposed to be up to 20 degrees today, so it's supposed to be a nice, nice day. So great day to get out there and uh, do some planting, um, seeds and things like that in your house. It's still too early to plant outside, though. I, I, would, I would wait a bit. Just looking at the forecast... Um, there's going to be some minus six, minus seven days coming up. Um, so just, uh, it's still a good time to just do your planning right now. It's uh, still still a little early, um, but if you want to start some stuff inside or plant your sweet peas, things like that, absolutely. We can get out there. It's a perfect time to amend the soil, do your spring cleanup, re-edge your lawn, just all those things that maybe get uh, procrastinated, get all those little tedious tasks done, get everything tip shop, top shape. Um, like I said, amending the soil right now is a perfect time. Add a few bags of sea soil or some compost or just um, the organic potting soil into your things just to get things going. And uh, out, great time to do a good raking on your lawn, get your greened up lawn fertilizer on there and, uh, and just... It's lots of, like I said, we have a couple of weeks here of just preparation and getting things ready. It's still, like I said, still a little early to be planting outside. Sometimes this weather gets you going a little bit too early, and uh, and then the plants come, and then some people try and put stuff outside too early, and then it gets frozen, and then uh, it's just it's just a hard it's a hard drill to to, to do. So, anyways, I I would wait a little bit if I was you, just because it's. Uh, this day has a, a a bad memory in my in my mind. It was around April twenty first, twentieth, and uh, the the guys who used to be on our site, Alberta Tree Movers, which are five star trees, which we grow trees. They grow trees for us. We work together. Um, we had a load of spruce trees got delivered to us on a project I was doing just west of uh, just on the west side of Calgary, and uh, April twenty first. It sticks in my head still. Um, it was minus 20, full load of spruce came from BC, got them, they're still sitting on the trailer, hadn't even unloaded them yet, and they froze solid, and all the needles fell off every tree, like 50 trees. Um, they eventually came back, but it took three or four years, um, five years, I think, even before they ever looked really good again, but it took a long time. But it was, um, this time of year is still... Um, we get tricked into going a little bit too early. I know I was in by some of the the box stores. Some of the guys have their trees out and bringing stuff in. I, I just I still say it's a it's definitely a little bit too early. So hold off. Do all the prep work. Get your soil ready. Get some fertilizing. Do things like that. Do some cleanup, edging, um, power wash all your. Um, give all your evergreens a good washing down. Wash down the windows of the house and the eave trough. Do all that stuff. Um, before you plant that way, when you go to plant and your things are planting, you think, ah, I got to clean the house. Still do all that. You're not trampling over all your plants. So get all that uh, tedious work done now at this time of year, and then you'll be good to go. And if you'd like to join me, I actually got quite a few people on the line already, but the phone lines, there's still a few spots. 
403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, so if you'd like to give me a shout, there's still a couple spots. And I did get a got an interesting email this morning. I kind of like it. It was, uh, was kind of cute. Um, where is it here? I just got to find it. It's, uh, it was regarding, it's from Cindy. She's, uh, she's an old and she's just, uh, she has a rose bush, a new house. Says, good morning, Merle, and happy Easter. Being our first spring in the new home, there is a rose bush that is right out of control, seven feet high, gangly and ugly, and in serious need. I'm just wondering what style would you recommend to trim? A bob, a mohawk, or a full out, an assault uh, <laughs> bean shave? Also, whatever I do, I still get blooms this year. And that's what, this is the hard part. Right now, I don't know exactly. If it's that tall, I'm thinking it might be a, um, it might be a Hansa or the yellow one. Oh, just, I had it my tip of my tongue right now. The one that comes out every spring, blah, blah, blah. I can't think of it right now. Anyways, it only blooms once. If it's one of those tall ones, I would just, I, I might wait, maybe just wait and see where it's all sprouting out, Cindy, and then cut off any of the ones that are going in different directions or just kind of dangly ones, but just prune just above wherever the green growth starts coming out and and just removed any dead damage or disease just to see what it does because um, it might be, um, like I said, if it's one of the shrub roses, you just don't want to lose this year's growth on it or this year's bloom. So I would hold off if you could. That would be great. And uh, and go from there. All right. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines. And uh, actually, I got one more from uh, Hengo and Jan. Don't forget to seal up any cracks and stuff on your home sheds. Keep the bumblebees and hu- and uh, honeybees out. Absolutely. And, and mice, all those things. It's a great time just to see those cracks. There's All the sh- shrubs and perennials are low, so you can see the foundation. Give everything a good cleanup. Do all that kind of stuff before everything gets... Uh, tall and you can't see everything and then you say oh, I can't see it I'll do it in the fall and then you don't do it in the fall and you do it next spring maybe so do all that kind of stuff right now get all that all that fun stuff done right now I'm going to go to the phone line I'm going to chat with Joyce good morning Joyce hi Joyce hello no maybe not all right hi Joyce hi hi there hi how can I help you um, I'm looking to plant a linden tree yeah um, and I looked in Lois Hall's book, and there are many, many different sorts. Yes. So I wondered which one would be good. We've chopped down some old poplars, so I would like something that would give us some shade, and also something for the birds. Perhaps. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're actually quite a nice tree. Like we have the Dropmore Linden. There's a couple um, varieties that do quite well here. Um, what part of town are you in? Um, I'm in Olds. I'm okay. In Olds, yeah, if you go to the Olds College. There's phenom like they're, they're in their arboretum, uh-huh. they have a lot of uh, lindens there. So they do. Th- yeah, and if anybody's listening, and if you have some, just you want to see different varieties of trees that do well, and they have them all listed, you can just go there and and walk through the arboretum out there at the college. It's it's gorgeous, and there's they they really get an appreciation for the lindens because once they get big, they have a great shape to them too. Like they're mm-hmm. just a really nice looking tree. Yeah, they they do. Yeah, they're gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, if you're, yeah, you're up in that area, um, I'm not too sure what garden centers they have, but um, they'll definitely have the the lindens up there for you. So, what sort would you recommend? Uh, the Dropmore is great. 
Um, the Little Leaf Linden's another one. Um, and I'm just trying to think what the one big one is. It's a... Uh, I just on my just tip of my tongue. I got to get my plant brain on again. It's sort of it's warming up with this weather as you try to remember all the names, and it all starts popping back into your head. It's kind of funny how it works. So you get into spring, and and then everything starts popping back in. But if you're there, I would definitely like just go for a quick stroll through that garden, uh-huh. and and you'll see the Dropmore is the one linden that they have up there. It just has a great shape. And it's nice and hardy, looks great. And and the leaves are really, they're just so nice. Like they're big, almost heart shaped a little bit, and they're really nice green. Like they're one of my favorite trees, actually. They're really quite nice. So, does it have flowers or berries? Uh, or? No, not really. You get a little bit of a flower, but they're not really known for that. They're more of a, a foliage leaf tree, is what you're really getting okay. from them. Okay. And the other question do you have time for yeah. another one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, last year, I put Alberta Gold. Yep. on my perennial bed. Yep. And this year I thought uh, I would put on as well uh, Nature's Blend just to give it some, Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, some get up and go, I guess. Yep. Um, no, both those are... a good choice? Yeah, for your, are you this in your garden? Like yeah. in the flower beds? Yeah. It, it's great stuff for that. Absolutely. Um it works really good. It's a good nourishment, and right now is a great time to do that before you get planting and things like that. Mm, so that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. All righty. Well, thanks very much. For thanks, your help Joyce. And happy Easter. Happy Easter to you as well. Thanks yeah. for calling. Bye bye. Always appreciate that from all our good folks up in uh, up in the Olds area, and 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 again to anybody else, if you're up in that area, take the time to just if you want to go through the college, they have a great, like I said, the arboretum up there is phenomenal. And uh, and uh, pick up some meat from the kids, uh, from the students. They have a meat shop at the Olds College. And they do all those real fancy cuts and things. That I, I got some smoked turkey from there because a couple of the Gabby and Sam that work out with us at Spruce, they're going to school there and they work at Spruce part-time and then they'll be at Spruce full-time once school's out here. Um I had them pick up some of the smoked turkeys for me at Christmas and that. So they have a great selection of meats and stuff like that. So if you're up up in that area, support the kids in both ways and have a look at their trees. It's a, it's a great place. And I'm going to go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Happy Easter. Happy Easter um, to you as well. Yeah, I just had two quick questions. So I have a front yard, and um, a lot of well, everyone has a front yard. But anyway, uh, my uh, current <laughs> state, my front yard, I have a house facing the north. Yeah. And um, all my plants recently have just kind of died because I have two spruce trees that are so high that it's just yep. over my yard. Yeah. Are there any plants that you recommend putting in there? Yeah, actually, there's quite a few shade plants um, that will do really well on the north side. Um, one thing, if you get a little bit too close to the spruce, it's hard. You have to amend your soil. And one of the biggest things is making sure that it gets enough water. Because a lot of times when they're underneath the spruce, they don't get any water, and the spruce tree takes everything. Right. So a lot of times that's what I see mainly when 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 shrubs or plants are near spruce. They just get desiccated because the spruce tree has taken every ounce of nourishment and uh, and moisture. But... Annabelle hydrangea, um, ligularias, hostas, brunaria, um, those are all great shade perennials that just, and as far as a shrub, the only shrub I really use in the shade is is the Annabelle hydrangea. 
And uh, I just find it gives you the best look and it gives you the bright white blooms, um, great big block, like those big, like they're the size of a big grapefruit, like the big balls on them, even bigger. Oh, okay. And the bright white, so in the shade, it really stands out really quite nice. So that's a great background. And the ligularia will do great in the shade. And then borders with uh, hostas and brunaria. And then you can add some begonias or something if you like for a bit of color. But those are those are great because they um, they're and stick more with perennials, and you'll get a great shade show. Okay, I was also going to ask about my lawn too. Yep. Um, I got the print up both the seed and the fertilizer. Yeah. I'm just wondering um, if I could overseed right now, or should I just fertilize? absolutely no? Right now is a great time. Give it a good power raking. You can overseed and fertilize right now. Absolutely. Okay, so use your seed first. Yeah, eat both at the same time if you want. Oh, like use this. both of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can do. You can even mix it together and go through and use your broadcast spreader for both at the same time, or just do one and then do the other. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Yeah, you're good to go. Thanks, Bye. Ryan. Bye bye. All right. And actually, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's full-service garden center from seeds to soil, trees and shrubs, pots and plants. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. It's exciting this time of year. I love it. Everything starts coming out yesterday. Definitely feeling it. Um, we don't. I don't feel like we're quite ready as 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 it just melted and we're getting everything unpacked and getting going. And the new greenhouse is ready to open up next week. We got the benches in and all that. So super excited about that and getting the doors put in, all that fun stuff. So and. <laughs> uh, Oh, I got uh, I got uh, Rory. I like this one, so maybe everyone can help me with this too. If you could describe Jason Kenny and Rachel Notley as flowers, what kind would they be and why? Huh, that's it. That's a good one. I'm going to think about that one. Um, yeah, that one's that one's interesting. An interesting one. Um, let's go to. We're going to go to Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. How can I help you? Well, I have a goal of watering my lawn less All right. time. All right. And I heard that if you put down some zeolite mixed in with some medium like dirt or peat moss that and redress your lawn with that mixture, that um, the zeolite will hold the water better and yep. you would... Uh, not have to water your lawn as much. It, it definitely helps top dressing with a good um, a soil mixture of some sort. Um, I, I think I would just use like a good garden mix or a, or even just a good topsoil. Just do a top dressing with that, and then you can mix the zeolite in at the same time. But more importantly is switching the type of fertilizer you use. Um, I really recommend our Green It Up fertilizer. Okay. The reason being is that the numbers, we have a high middle number, like 1632.6. So in the middle numbers for the roots, so that really pushes the roots down deeper and into our heavy clay soil, it's able to um, go down there and, and be where the more of the moisture is. Instead of um, a lot of the box store type fertilizer is 3204. So it gets it green, but there's absolutely zero for the roots. So as soon as it heats up in the summertime, you have to water it way more. So, and when you're using the, the green it up fertilizer, 
you have to water quite a bit less because you're going to establish, you're going to build your root system up, which is going to make all the difference. Okay, so you it's to take the roots down. Yep. Would it also encourage the roots to um, spread out into the flower garden area? Um, not really. Yeah, you have to do, you still do your edging and stuff like yeah. that. Um, Kentucky bluegrass, when it's he- when it's healthy, is a nor is a normally an invasive species. Like it, it likes to take o- like it can fill in. And that's saying when you have a nice healthy lawn, it'll choke out weeds. It'll choke out other stuff. So definitely, right now is a great time to do edge all your beds. Do a nice sharp edge on them. Absolutely. Would you put down the fertilizer first yes. before doing the dressing? Um, yes, I would okay. get the fertilizer down first and then top dress. And you'll be amazed at how fast the, the grass, the soil will eat up um, all your soil, all the, all the soil. Like it just, once it gets going, it just like it almost overnight, like it just disappears. It's like, okay, what happened to all that soil? <laughs> like it's, okay. kind, of, it's okay. kind of funny how it, I don't know, it's weird how I've done it so many times. Put down, it's there, it's there. Then all of a sudden one day you come back and it's just gone. So. <laughs> Okay, okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Yep, so like I said, it's more important is the fertilizers. Just getting the roots down and just establishing a good root growth. Okay, I'll right. them up. Thank you. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye. All right, and I'm going to do, we got one more lawn fertilizer. I might as well stick on that run real quick, and we're going to go to Carol. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, and happy Easter. Happy Easter to you as well. How can I help you? Thank you. So I have a fertilizer spreader yep. with numbers on it that uh, range from 1 to 15. Yep. So where would you suggest that I set the dial now and again in the summer and fall so I can take full advantage of your fertilizer? Um, depending on which one it is, I- I'd go more by weight. Like if you can kind of measure out the square footage of your lawn area and then on our bags, it, just, it, it there's directions like 3 kgs for 1,000 square feet. Okay. So in the bag is 9 kg. So you kind of just divide it roughly like that. And I always go on a lower setting and I'll go back and forth and then sideways. And that way you get a lot more even coverage. If you try and set it at exact pace, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. end up running out at the end and then you're going fast because you don't have enough or... Right. So, yeah. So I'll I measure the lawn. Yeah. So length times width will give you your square footage. Right. And then just figure out on the bag. Okay, if it's like 800 or 1,000 square feet, it says I use one-third of the bag. So put that into the into your spreader, spreader. and turn it down to the – I'd probably go number three. And then just go back and forth a few times. Go over the whole lawn evenly a f- couple times. That way you get a mm-hmm. lot better coverage than trying to get it just in one pass. Mm-hmm. So I have listened to you in the past, and, and, and um, there are different amounts of fertilizer – uh, the, the, for the three applications Absolutely. Here, right? Yep. So if it if it were as low as a three now, yep. what would you do in the summer? I would, same thing. I would just, oh, okay. yeah, just, just measure the amount that you're putting on. So that's why you're just going by the weight. All right. Yeah, so you just, okay. so at that time you put one and a half kgs for that area or whatever it is, whatever the measurement is. Yeah. All right. Okay. Gotcha. Thank now, you. Before you go, can I can I have actually? Uh, I got to just put question? you on hold, and okay. I, I will take you after because I got to go for a commercial. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. I'm just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and I'm going to go back to Carol. She had one more question. Welcome back, well, Carol. 
Thank you. And let, uh, thanks for um, letting me ask another no, question. Of course. I, w- I was in the store this week and I bought a couple of your little greenhouse kits. Okay. And, and the instructions on there say to, um, and there are these tiny little pellets, flat pellets. Yep. And they say to add water to the top of the pellets and they will expand. Yes. And then you put the seeds in yes. the middle. Yes. And then after that, they said just mist lightly on top. Yep. And that's it. So for someone who's never used this, um, now that I've done that and the seeds are in, yep. how moist do I actually keep it? Do I keep misting and spraying? Or do yeah, I, I, mist and spray, yeah, I would mist and spray um, every day because if you have the lid on it, it really, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's hard to evaporate because it just sort of recycles. And it, it and most of the moisture stays in there, and you can just tell by the color when it's a darker brown. That means it's still quite moist. But if you start seeing it change a little bit lighter brown, um, mist it again. Or or if you just want to fill it up from the bottom, that works as well. Just put a little bit of water on top. But really, that that's just it's like a, a, a it's full of cocoa core. And it, it just it'll hold a lot of moisture. And but just when it, when you start seeing all your seeds pop up. Um, you can start taking the lid off after about all three right. days, like when they've sprouted up. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. And love your show. Thank you so much for listening. Right. Thanks, Carol. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go down. Where am I going to go? Go to Evan. He's been waiting. Can't believe he's already been waiting 22 minutes. Let's go to him. Good morning, Evan. Good morning, sir. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you as well. How can I help you? Uh, so... One or maybe a second question, but in a follow-up from what you mentioned last week, I uh, went down and visited your your joint and looked at that number four uh, yep. mix stuff. Yeah. Um, now, is it something I would use on its own? Because I also got the flyer and hear you guys talk a lot about those uh, the black garden soils, yep. or they also on their website always have like something that they'll say like is a veggie specific one or. Whatnot. So, is it better to use the standard mix in, in, and then add something to it in containers? To... Yeah, I would just stick with the number four is fine. Like if you if you're going in if you're going into ground, it's nice to get a little bit. You can add a little bit more substantial. But I just find in in when you, in your when you're in containers, sometimes I find when you get too much real soil, it becomes really heavy, and sure. and you and you more suffocates the roots. Rather than so, that's where you get really nice root growth, and you'll get a lot healthier plants. Like with that number four, or the black gold um, organic veggie grower uh, soil. Any one of those, like the soilless mixes, it's just so much better in containers. It just and I love adding that to real soil, like in the ground, because then yeah. it just you just see such a big difference in your root growth, and then of course you'll see the difference up top as well. Okay, so anything that's going in the ground, like in my front yard, yep. I should get one of those uh, black garden bags. Yeah, one of those big, you can get the big yellow big bag. Yellow. Actually, you know yeah, what? the flyer sitting next to me. So. Uh, well, I'm going to do even better than that for you, Evan. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. You've just won the big yellow bag delivered Woo-hoo! directly to your house from Eagle Lake Professional Landscaping. So oh, there you go. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll help you out right now. We'll get you all set up in your garden. And uh, and thanks again to the, the good folks at the Big Yellow Bag from Eagle Lake Professional Landscaping. And uh, so what wow. I'll do is we'll just put you on hold, Evan, and Matt okay. will get all your name, number, email, your firstborn, everything else, and <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you that big bag don't delivered. Have a firstborn yet. Okay. Well, we're, we're first, in lo- first in line. He's got to work at Spruce okay. it up when he's older. One last 
second yep. uh, question. In relation to doing seeds inside yep. to prep for the outside, I've been reading that you don't put them in soil. Um, it, uh, well, you depend what it is. Yeah, typically you do. You put them into your soil as mix, like fill your tray up. Or yep. like our previous caller, she was using the Jiffy 7 type pods. Okay. So you can either do that or we have the trays where we have the individual little yep. six pods. Just direct seed right into there. What ta- what are you seeding? Uh, well, I was just looking at some of those vegetables that say they take like three months for the flowers that take yep. 91 days for germination. So. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of that stuff you okay. definitely start inside. Okay. Because, yeah, the seeding mix I was looking at says peat moss, perlite, vermiculture. Yep, and that's perfect, and that's okay. that's a soilless mix, and okay. that's the same thing. Growing in containers, starting your seeds, all that, it just, it's much better for your plants to get going that way. It, just, it works a lot easier. But our soil is so heavy, and that's the problem. Like, yeah. it, it just suffocates a lot of things, so. Okay. All righty. Okay, I'm just going to put you on. Oh, yeah, we're open 9 to 6. Okay, I'm heading there next, so thank awesome. you very much. Okay, I'm just going to put you on hold. And Matt will get all your info and we'll get your big yellow bag. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Well, that was good. I always, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're giving away uh, more of the big yellow bags. And I try to, um, if I can help out, it makes it a little bit easier than than my questions. <laughs> all right. We're going to go to Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning, Merle. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. How are you? Good. And you? I'm very good. Very good. I, I am was, making the garden. Like, my garden is ready, but the weather is not cooperating. I know, it's, and that's what's hard. You are going to get a couple of these really warm days, like this week. But you know what's really good? That's going to warm the soil up and then make it better. It's, just, it's still a little early. Like, and then if you look around the 28th, 29th, 30th, they're talking like minus 7, minus 6. Like, yeah, and that's just, it's too cold overnight. Like, that, your plants will just, like, that's too cold. I brought my dahlias out. <laughs> yeah, you put them out during the day. And Absolutely. then I just cover them at night. Yeah. In the patio. Uh, bring them in, though, on these colder nights coming up. Yeah, in the colder nights, I probably will. I, 100%. Otherwise, they take zero frost, Myrna. Mer- zero frost. I know. I've done that. They all, I, I have to chop them all off, <laughs> and they have to regrow all over again at one year. So did you start yours by bulb? Yes. Okay, I and do. how tall are they now? They are about, some are five inch, some are four inch. Okay. So typically when they get about 18 inches tall, I always cut a couple inches off the top out of the center, and that really helps thicken them up. And are they the big dinner plate dahlias? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, I leave them just one, and they are the big flowers, but yeah. not enough. Yeah, so that's why I like to cut them back. When they get about 18 inches high, I take off about three or four inches off the top. And then I usually put in a peony ring or a tomato ring at that point into the pot over top of it, because then when it grows up into it, it'll help those the the peony ring or the tomato ring will help support the big blooms when it gets bigger. And also, if you need to cover them, it's, it'll help support any of that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. My question to you is, you know, it's a hit and miss, like sometimes experience in gardening. But last year, I put this fertilizer, that pink fertilizer, yep. eight, six, whatever. Yep. It has lot. My dahlias have lots of leaves, yep. but not enough flowers. They're not like like full of leaves, but no flowers. Yeah. But the I, year before that, I put synthetic fertilizer, the fifteen thirty fifteen. The blooms become black, and they they don't even open up. 
Yeah, that should be maybe going a little heavy, or they got maybe a little fraught, but 15-30-15 is perfect for that. Or even just 20-20-20, Myrna, is a great one, and I've used that lots on on uh, growing dahlias. 20-20-20 is one of my favorite fertilizers for the summertime, because it's just a good all-purpose. It kind of has something of everything in it. So. Okay. And the 15-30-15 is a good mix, too, because it has, but it has that little bit higher middle number for more blooms and roots and things like that. So that's a good one as well. Good. Um, Am I allowed to to ask one more question? All right, only because it's you. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Anyways, beans. I I, I usually do just flowers, but I incorporate my my flower planting with beans. Yep. Last year, they all grow so tall before I even plant them outside. So yeah. they got wasted. Yeah, they, no. got, they stretched on you. So, again, they're a cool crop. So they don't like. So you got to make sure you don't have them in the too hot of weather, and they like to be slowed down. Otherwise, they'll just shoot on you. When do, you, when do you put them? I haven't planted them yet. Yeah, I, you can plant them now. You can start them inside, like in the soil. But And they're ones that you can even plant right outside right now. Oh, yeah, right in the ground. Just put the seat, the beans in there. Do that soaking overnight, or inoculate them, and then put them right into the ground right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll try that, and I'll try some inside too. Yep, they, they're they're more of a cool. They're like a sweet pea, and I know I just got a text from Gail. Hi, Merle. When can I plant my sweet peas? Right now is a perfect time. Those ones, the cool crop, your spinach, Swiss chard, all those. Right now, they 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 love that. They 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 thrive a little bit more on the coolness. Okay, that's good. All and right. you know what, Merle, you should be a, a you should replace Jason Kenny later on. <laughs> because I'm campaigning for you. All right. Well, we'll think about that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Verna. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a break and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, I just have two questions. Okay. Um, so my first question is, we have a strip of yard on the north side of our house. It's like in between the house and the fence, yeah, yeah. and there's a few trees there, those really tall yeah. Skinny, I don't know what they're called. Yeah, Swedish they, call them their aspens, probably. Yeah, and so they have a lot of leaves that yep. fall. Um, so we're trying to find something to do on the ground that we can still rake the leaves up. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it better to sod or seed? It depends how much light it gets. That's the problem. If yeah. it's if it's quite dark, it's really hard to get anything to grow there. So yeah. you're, you're better off doing like a, a rundle, like we, we carry the rundle crush, like a 10 mil rundle pathway. Or oh, something okay. like that, or artificial turf. Or turf, yeah. Like we have the artificial stuff, and it's great, right? Like, it's really? nice, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we install it, and a lot of it looks really good now. Yeah. If it's in between the houses, it's just, um, we have an equal lawn that it, it works quite well, but it depends on, on how shady, and without seeing it, it just, sometimes you, you fight with it forever, and it ends up being, and especially if it's a bit of a higher traffic area, it yeah. just, the grass never really takes. Right, um, okay. So we do have a product. If you do want to try it, it's called Eco Lawn. Eco Lawn, It's yeah. a blend of seven different fescues. It, it, it'll it be your best bet. And then if you're using our fertilizer, um, it'll help get the roots down. But that's 
the only one that will really work in that thing. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would just do more of a decorative path. And yeah. I, I recommend the Black Rundle Crush. It's a 10 mil run. It packs tight, sort of like the old, you remember the red clay baseball diamonds and stuff? But this is a black. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So it, and you it, can rake leaves off of that? Absolutely. Yeah, it's oh. great. We use it on side yards all the time. Like, okay. yeah, it, it, it works really good for that because it packs yeah. tight. So you can walk yeah. on it, roll your lawnmower over it or wheelbarrow. Okay. And it's easy to clean. You can even use a blower for rakes or, yeah. or a fan rake, whatever. It, it, it's really good. Okay, all right. We'll look into that. Um, and then my other question is about our lawn. Yep. Um, it's like over, I mean, it's just full of thistles and weeds, and there's a little bit of grass in there, but we want to kind of get to a point where we can actually use it because it's just all prickly right okay. now. Okay, so, so what I would do yeah. right now is give it a really good, get it mowed down. Yeah. And do a dethatching. Dethatching. Yeah. And so it's a good power rake. And then what you want to do is is fertilize it with our Green It Up fertilizer. Yeah. And that'll help get it get it healthy again. The roots going, get it nice and healthy. And then there's a product called Thistle Clover and Chickweed Killer. So when it, when it comes up, when you start getting the weeds in the lawn, this is a broadleaf herbicide that you can use. And just spot spray the weeds. Don't spray the whole lawn. Just okay. spot spray when they start coming up. And yeah. then that'll look after that quick like. And before you know it, you will have to use very, very little herbicide because your grass will be nice and healthy. Yeah. And uh, and you use the, the Green It Up fertilizer three times a year. Yeah. Heavier in the spring, a little bit less in the summer, and then less again in the fall. Okay. And uh, you'll have a nice, nice, healthy lawn with a lot less weeds. So. A lot less, yeah, because the, the roots go down pretty deep, right, yeah. for thistles. So. It we're is trying Roundup, but that just yeah, kills but Roundup everything. kills everything, and it doesn't yeah. work great on thistles. So you want to use a broadleaf herbicide, okay. and that's where the it comes in a little jug. We have it out at Spruce. It's made by Laters. It's called okay. Thistle Clover and Chickweed. And Chickweed, and you can use it on dandelions and whatever else. Any the clover in your lawn, it's a mm-hmm. great, it's a great um, broadleaf herbicide that's safe to use in the grass. Okay, perfect. We'll check but it out. But just spot spray. Don't spray everything. Just spot no, spray. No, no, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, and you're good to go. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I'm going to go to the text line situation from Dawn. Raised garden, year one, lots of potatoes, scabby, too much nitro. Year two, no amendment, less scabbies. Year three, less scabbies. This year is four. Should I amend the soil? I'll be honest. I wouldn't do a whole lot. You might want to add um, just more of a, a little bit of a granular fertilizer, like the Groundskeeper's Pride, um, the veggie fertilizer. I'd maybe just add all that. You get too much compost, too much stuff in potatoes. They, they don't like it. They they tend to get that scabby. So I would think I would just add a bit of fertilizer and... Uh, and I would just use the, the Groundskeeper's Pride. The, it's a good organic fertilizer. You mix it into the soil. And I think that would probably be the best one that uh, that I would use for that and uh, and stay away from. And here uh, I got a response from Gail on my political flowers. Thanks, Merle. Based on recent campaign, I'd say Rachel Notley is a snapdragon. And Jason Kenny is a sunflower. He'll need some time to bloom, but perhaps late in the fall we can form an opinion. Actually, that's a good one. I like that one. I was thinking more of a nasturtium for uh, NDP orange. 
and that's for Zoe. That spruce it up too, <laughs> and uh, and maybe the pansy blue for uh, for uh, uh, what's his what's his name? Jason Kenny, and something that's uh, has a little bit of a name, but super hardy. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm a I'm a UCP fan, so I'm kind of happy to see the the government change, and hopefully we can get some of the positive things going back in our economy, and still look after everybody properly. So. Hopefully uh, we're all on the same page and uh, and get that rolling. But right now we're going to talk gardening and we'll leave the politics to uh, Danielle and Rob and them during the week and we get the good stuff. Let's go to Sylvie. Good morning, Sylvie. Hi, Merle. Hi. Uh, thanks, by the way. I sent you the picture of that aloe vera looking plant and I didn't know what it was and yeah. you replied right away. That was really great. Thank you. You're very welcome. Now, we are, because I'm a little older, we're going to be installing um, two uh, three-foot by five-foot by 22-inch high yeah. uh, vegetable boxes, and we're going to have to move soil out of my present vegetable garden. Uh, we've kept it up every year, but it always dries up like dirt, you know what yeah. it's like here. So I'm going to buy some soil. I'd like to know, would it be better to use that soil from the garden at the bottom? Because I'm going to need, like, a lot of soil. I think it's a uh, cubic foot or cubic yard per container. So we thought we'd use some of that older soil and put it in the bottom and then put new soil on top, or should we mix everything together? I, I think I'd mix more together, and I wouldn't put a ton of the heavy stuff in. Like, unless it's really, if it's really quite nice soil, again, it gets, it's hard to, a little bit hard to work with, and it's quite heavy. So I would even just look at um, a bit of an investment up front is just do all the black gold um, soilless mix right into the raised planters. Okay, this, do you recommend that over the vegetable one that um, uh, comes from uh, the big yellow bag? Well, we carry that as well. But I, I like that more in the ground. That one's phenomenal for in-the-ground gardens like veggie garden. But in container gardening, I've just had way more success with more of a soilless mix. Okay, um, and do they have that black gold no, soilless mix? Um, not... No, they not in their big yellow because all their bags have soil, and we carry yeah. like the stuff in our bulk is the same stuff in the big yellow bag. Yeah, but where I run into a problem is I don't have anywhere to. It has to be schlepped from the front driveway out to the well, back. Yeah, so. and that's why the bags are easier if you just come yeah. get the black gold in the. It's just it's called black gold veggie organic veggie bag, and right. it's a soil, and they're fairly big bags, and then oh, so you have that in yes, the bags then. Yes. And it's much okay. easier. That way you can just carry it, dump them into your soil, and away you go. So, and then you're good uh, for years. Wise, uh, how much would it, like, would it be a lot more to be no. buying the smaller bag? No, not at all. No? no. Oh, okay. Because no. uh, we, we've been down. I mean, we're in Citadel. Yeah. We can't be any further away from you. I know. So we've come I down to get it. the fertilizer for the lawn and all that. So, okay. So what we're looking for is the soilless mix. Yeah, the black, black gold, black organic. Gold soilless yep. mix. Yep. Okay, and then I guess I'll probably get less weeds with that, too. There you go. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we're going to take a little field trip next week. All right, Thanks we'll see you lot, soon. Merle. You have a happy Easter. Thank you, and happy Easter okay, to you as well. Okay, have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, and I need to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I got a text. What are these itsy bitsy bugs on my basil? Sticky, sappy stuff on my lemons. 
Um, from what I'm seeing, you got an infestation of aphids. So pure spray green works really quite well on it. But with it, you need to do it every five days for probably three cycles. So so today, again in five days, again in five days, and again in five days um, to break that cycle on them. And that should definitely help clear those up. And uh, you should be good to go. So the product is called Pure Spray Green. It's a pharmaceutical mineral oil that works very well for that kind of thing. So hopefully that will help you and uh, and deal with all that kind of nasty stuff. Because it is that time of year when we start getting, um, unfortunately, we start getting those uh, aphids and the different bugs that start coming out. And I had a question earlier. Do I think the... The cold weather helped with killing a lot of the, a lot of the bugs in the trees. And I honestly, I I hope it did. Like with the weevil, and the uh, the pine beetle and things like that. Because man, we had some nasty um, bugs in the spruce sawfly. Um, I, I I hope it did. And but the thing is, um, the, the spruce um, sawfly is one that you can use. It's called the product called BTK. Um, it's fairly safe, um, and, and, and it's used for the little caterpillars on, on the spruce sawfly. And the thing is also just hosing them off. And that's why I like to hose everything off at this time of year. Just knocks the eggs, cleans up, give everything a good hosing down, get all the dust out, get everything nice and healthy. And if you're going to start fertilizing any of your trees and shrubs and things like that, make sure you water them well first. And I know, uh, and we're going to be doing the deep root injections with our uh, our Green It Up Tree and Lawn Care Division and um, part of the Prune It Up crew. And so we'll be doing all that as well. So if you're looking to get any deep root injections done for fertilizing and for insect control for the birch leaf miner, things like that, you can give Mark a call. And Mark has joined us. Um, he had a company called Terozo Tree Care. And we've joined forces, um, so you have a couple locally owned um, companies joined forces, and so we've brought uh, Mark and all his great experience in to prune it up, and he's uh, he's ensembled a great team of, of arborists together, and so we have a couple trucks, we have three chippers, um, we have the big boom truck, so we pretty much have every have you covered everywhere possible. On, on the tree and shrub care. So um, give Mark and Chris and the boys a call. More than happy to get you all remedied up for, for all your tree and shrub care. Right now we're going to go to Ella. Good morning, Ella. Oh, yes, good morning. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Uh, you may remember last year I was calling about uh, my sour cherry tree. Yeah. Which is not uh, uh, flowering. And so I think you suggested about grafting. And so I am wondering um, when, at what time, uh, when should I uh, ask for that? Right now is a great time to try doing any kind of uh, grafting. Right now? That's yeah. early, really? Yeah, it just, right now, or within the next week or two, a couple really? weeks, because everything's just starting to start flowing, right? It is just the buds are swelling. Yeah. yeah. So right now is a great time to to try and do any of that grafting or okay. or things like that. Mm-hmm. So actually, you have somebody there who. who uh, we don't do that. There's a guy and a, and I I, I I meant to get in touch with Will Will Beloge. His company used to be called Can Graft, and he's just in Okotoks area. Can he is 
company called Kangraft. Yeah, that's what it used to, I, mean, I'm sure, I, I think it's still called that, but his name was Will Belogier. So if anybody, I know I had some people call me before with his contact. Um, if there's anybody, I can get it at the store. Um, I'd be more than happy to pass it on. But he's yeah. out of Okotoks, and he does that um, that service. What is his name? Will. Will, Will Belogier. Belogier. Yeah. Okay. And also, I have another question that I um, have this garden now for 35 years. Yeah. And the last several years, I bought two bags of compost every time. Yep. And somehow it doesn't seem to make a difference. Uh, my carrots are still uh, very thin. Not uh, all the effort I put into it, it's just not... Uh, Is not this in the ground or in container, sorry? In the ground. Yeah. yeah. And what type of compost are you buying? Oh, I can't remember. I think it was called um, uh, sea... Sea soil? Sea soil. I think that's what it was. Okay. And uh, so yesterday I went on the internet. I see already some yellow bags are in the area. Yep. So I went around and I came across there is a company called Hop. Yep. And also, I think it's something like $150, something like that. So I've been thinking, uh, all these costs quite a bit of money. How about the city? Uh, compost, but they are giving away free. What yeah, would that's be- that's good stuff as well. Um, but the stuff in the big yellow bag is great. Um, so if you order that up, and they do have the the garden mix, um, huh. and th- it, it works really quite well. Like it's it's one of the better ones out there for sure. So as far as that, I, I like that the sea soil. It's just mixing. So you best might need. Um, and if it's for your carrots, I would just add a higher middle number. You want to get the roots, so um, the eight four five or or like a fifteen thirty fifteen, or even our lawn fertilizer. You can mix that right into the soil because mm-hmm. then it'll add some more phosphorus for the roots. Okay. And, and so you might just have if it's just tall and spindly carrots, you might just have a little bit. And that's sometimes a problem with with compost. It, it just it's sometimes a little bit too much nitrogen. So you need to add some phosphorus in there. So I see. Now, how about the the sour cherry tree? What should I? Fifteen, thirty, fifteen. Same thing. Same 15, fertilizer. 30, 15. Fifteen. Okay. Yep. And when should I do? It? Can I do it right now? now? Yeah. Right now oh. is a good time. Give it a good watering first, mm-hmm. and then you can start fertilizing. Okay. All right. All right. Then thank you. Thank you Bye. so much. Bye bye. All right, and I got time for one more. We're gonna go up to Kim. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Awesome. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's like Christmas time, but in the spring. <laughs> um, I have a question. I, I called last year, and I have about 50 feet worth of lilac wrapping around the deck. And just it was a heaven for the bees last year, and it bloomed out beautifully. But I couldn't see over my deck to see who was coming into the yard. So... I pruned it down myself, um, and I know you mentioned that I should take it down as low as 12 inches off the ground, and I'm not, I'm one person, and I'm very little, and I I couldn't do it all. So anyhow, needless to say, I had all this mulch that was dropped off to me um, from a uh, utility company, and so I laid that. Um, on t- top of the what was the soil? Is it tree mulch or is it or what is it? it? It's part of the willows that were growing up the um, 
the utility line, and so they were going to yeah. take it into Strathmore, but instead I said, just dump it right here, and See, I know that it will alter the pH. Yeah, and, so and it, it'll so take forth. a lot of the energy, so you need to add nitrogen to your soil. It'll take a lot of the nitrogen out of the soil because when you put raw mulch on your, on your soil... It'll, yes. it'll steal a lot of the nutrients out of the soil because it needs those nutrients to decompose. So it, it, it takes a lot of soil. It takes nutrients out of your soil. So I could be putting my grass clippings down? Um, No, I would go more of a an actual fertilizer like okay. a 301010 or something like that. Okay. You'll find so that, that sometimes, and I've had it where I put the raw mulch on and the trees and shrubs all go yellow because okay. it takes all the nutrients out. So it's something okay. that I'm, I don't really like putting raw mulch on our gardens and I let it age for a couple of years first. Like the stuff okay. we sell in our bins is from the Spray Lake Sawmill and mm-hmm. it's all gone through the decomposing process. So I know, yeah, and I know age. some arborists give away their mulch because really what that does, it saves them dump fees, yeah, but yeah, it's not yeah. it's not great for your garden. Plus you don't know what they've ground up in there. If they have black knot or any other diseased trees or apple okay. stuff, I just, I wouldn't add that to my garden. Okay. So that's best case scenario. So yeah. I... Um, I also have, uh, go figure, I have um, the prairie grass growing up through the mulch. So yep. obviously it's got something that the prairie grass is able to grow. So I don't have access to going into town right now. Yep. So I will dig as deep as I can to get the roots from this grass to get it out of there. But what else would you suggest? I would just put I the mulch do. on heavier or if you can get Roundup works really good for just killing grass coming up through mulch until it seals itself together. You okay. want to put your mulch on three to four inches thick. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and the yeah. grass comes up, it makes it easier to pull out when it does yeah. come through. But if it gets going, if you pull too much, sometimes you cause a worse problem because every time you cut the roots right. on your grass, you end up with yeah. more grass. So yeah, a hundred little babies. Yeah. So baby. sometimes on that, I would just recommend using Roundup, just spot spray Roundup on the grass that's coming through your mulch. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you much, Lee. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I think I have time for one more. Let's go to Doug. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, Thanks for taking my call, Merle. Of course. Um, I'm growing some uh, sweet peas in my under my grow lights, and they're in individual trays, Yeah, 24 of them, and they're about four and a half inches tall. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they, they're doing well. I've been feeding them a bit of the Schultz uh, yeah. eye drop stuff. Yeah. But I wondered when can they go outside? They can go outside right, uh, fairly soon. I'd put them out now. Um, a lot of the sweet peas can be typically even just planted, direct seeded out right now. Um, they're fairly tough, but this the only thing that worries me is that we have this weather, and if you've already got them growing, the, the foliage might be kind of soft. So yeah. I'd start putting them outside right now during the day. And, and the minus one, minus two is okay. Um, just watch that in the next couple of weeks. We, it, they're talking minus seven to minus... Oh. And that's a little bit cold for those. So unless they were started in the ground, then they, they, they become more acclimatized. And, and, of course, they haven't been started in the ground. No, you're, you're, so you're, they're, they're gonna be, the foliage is going to be quite tender. Yes. So you want to start acclimatizing. So this morning, like right now, get them outside. Oh. Um, 
and uh, let them get climatized. Leave them out overnight. You can even, you get, like I said, if right now if you if you have extra seeds, I would even put more outside. You can just direct seed. And the other ones, um, like you said, you're close to being able to plant, but I'd probably wait till the first week in May if you've already started them to plant those ones. Yeah, but I could climatize them and then Absolutely. plant them in the first week in May. Absolutely. Yeah. I was. The problem is, of course, they start, uh, the feelers start uh, working on one another and tangle up. Yep. Yep. So that's, like you said, typically sweet peas are ones that um, I, I love just to start them up. Outside right away because they they can put them out there early and it's one that uh, don't necessarily have to do inside. So yeah, it's uh, too late for me. Yeah, I... that's fine. No, you'll be fine. And okay, I'll do it. Yeah, way then. And actually, just hang on one second. I'm going to bring Diana on. She's our resident sweet pea expert. She's from down south. So just hang on one sec. She's going to join us. Thank you. Hi, Diana. Hello, Merle. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Hey, I, and I always, when I get the sweet pea ones, I always, I'm always hoping that you're listening and you'll chirp in here and help us out. So I appreciate it a lot. Oh, usually I'm, I'm out in the greenhouse I... and it takes me a few minutes to get into <laughs> the phone, right? <laughs> no worries. No worries. So great. The guy, you know, um, the gentleman that started yeah, his sweet peas, but they really yep. hate being under lights. Um, you know, they really need to be grown so cold. You know, they need, you know, some nice, good light. Yeah, so, Doug, that's what I was kind of saying. Like, they're one that I like just to start right outside. They, they do prefer that it's just nice and cool. I see. So I can't, uh, the ones I've started under my grow lights, which are now four inches high, I can't use those? Well, Doug, what have you got them in? Have they they're, got they're like in a... the little trays, individual trays. So there's... Oh. Dear. Yeah, they, they, most of those little packs are only like at the most two inches deep, and they need to get down their roots about sort of four to six inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to grow them with something so they can have some depth. They have a root a bit like a carrot, really. So, they want to go. So even if you down. transplant them into a like a styrofoam coffee cup or I something, I think that might work. Be very careful not to disturb their little roots. Oh, gee. Um, if they're in little packs, they've probably gone round and round and round in the little packs trying to find a way out. Yeah, or just leave them, like put them outside, climatize them, and then just plant them. I'm just worried, and Diana, on what your thoughts are, like if they're inside, they haven't been climatized yet, and if we're going to get that minus seven in a oh, few days. Have, no, they're not going to be able to handle yeah, that yeah. at all. But put them outside during the day. If you can, transplant them into something deeper. And uh, try and keep them, you know, they don't like anything more than 15 degrees. Yeah. Mm. You know, they really don't. So get them out during the day and just slowly harden them off and let them get their roots down deep. And then by next month, you will be able to put them outside. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Diana. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Doug. All right. That was good. I always uh, I appreciate when I get the, the calls in and uh, on those kind of things. And here I got a text that says, Happy Easter, Merle, and Happy Easter again to everybody. I'm getting worried about my Christmas cactus. Leaves are turning pinkish purple. It's been thriving for several years. Flowering bright pink blooms twice a year. We moved from Lethbridge to High River last fall. Dryer in Lethbridge for sure. Here it sits in a bright east-south light all day. I am not overwiring, letting dry out. Any suggestions? Um, that coloring is fairly normal. Um, what it is, and I'm just looking at it, I, I, I would think it just, it needs to get transplanted as well. 
It's just, it's used up all its nutrients. And a lot of that color is just the pigment of the flowers inside the plant and it'll, it'll shoot out. But that, it just looks to me like it needs to get transplanted into a bigger pot and then you'll see it starting to flourish. It's just, I think it's just, it's a bit starving. It's just, uh, it's missing out on the, on the nourishments. And, and so I would add, I would transplant into that, into an eight or 12 inch pot. It looks super healthy. Um, get that into a new pot and you'll see all the difference. Cause I had the same thing with mine and mine is finally starting to look a lot better. And, uh, like you said, I put three of them into like a 14 inch pot and it's doing a lot better. So just do that, Linda, and you should be good to go. And right now I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roll Coombs. I'm going to do a couple quick texts here. And, ooh, what is that one? That sounds like scale. Good morning, Merle. Last four years, I'm getting orange spots on my silver bark leaves on, and some kind of worm that curls up the towing aspens. Yeah, that's just a leaf um, leaf curler. There's not much you can do on those. Um, just try and keep them clean. And you can try to apply the pure spray green. Um, typically, and those caterpillars, uh, those leaf rollers, they go in cycles. So last year seemed to be a, a bad year. This coming year, hopefully, we won't have as many. But you'll see them, especially like out in Oktoks, High River, some of the country areas, you'll see them. They'll go through and just defoliate a whole section of, of trees and that, and typically the poplars and aspens. But they, it is in cycles. So hopefully that was more of last year. But the pure spray green does work for that. And also the orange spots. I'm just thinking that that could be definitely a type of a scale or a, a type of blight. It's best if you could if you could fill um, text in a picture to that same number. If you could, then I have a little bit of a closer look on the on the bark for you, and uh, and then go from there. And I had one more text, and it's gotta find. Oh yeah, is it okay to trim shrubs right down? How far should I trim them? And how about trimming a mock orange which has never flowered in eight years? The one thing with the mock orange, if it hasn't flowered, I would wonder if it has enough light. And if if it, it's getting lots of sunlight, then that's one good thing. Um, I would also look at fertilizing. I would fertilize it with a 15, 30, 15, try and get the high middle number in there, try and get it going that way. And if it's, if there's lots and lots of deadwood, if it's quite old, you might want to just take it right down to the ground and let it grow right up from the, right up from the ground. It, and it'll, it'll fill in so fast. And if it hasn't bloomed anyways, you won't lose any blooms. But those are my couple suggestions on that. And then I also had a text from uh, somebody asking about, is it okay to prune your evergreens? At this time of year... Um, it depends. If you're just trimming your cedars, junipers, absolutely. Spruce trees, you can a bit. Sometimes I like to wait till after the new growth comes out, but if you're trying to do some shaping right now, it's fine. Dead, damaged, disease branching, of course, um, is a great time. We're just getting that close at this time of year where they've already all set all their big buds. So if, sometimes it's good just to wait till after that is done, depending on what type of pruning you're doing with your evergreens. So... So, Pete, that's I would really just think on on what you're doing there. And one more, Pat, the guy who makes me all the bread, um, he potted up his dahlias yesterday. He's got his tomato rings in the pots, looking great. Perfect. Way to go, Pat, and it looks good. And I got to take a break. 
for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's full-service garden center. From seeds to soil, trees and shrubs, pots and plants, spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I got a couple other questions here on text. Is it too early to transplant a peony bush? We'll be away for a month of May. And and then she goes, I've had Joanna Chudy out, and she's our landscape designer, and she was out, and she also... She co-hosts with me here on the show, and she was out on a landscaping quote, and where the peony plant is, was going to be returned to grass, and I would like to move the peony. Actually, right now is a good time. If you can dig down, it's just so important um, when you're transplanting peonies to keep them at the same depth. So just when you dig it out, pre-dig the other hole, and just make sure that the, the soil level stays the same. And you should be fine. And what you might want to do is get some mics um, transplant um, just to help with the shock. It's a mycorrhiza that you spray, you just rub it all over the roots. And uh, I would add that into the hole as well, and especially with the peony. And you should be fine. I'm hoping that will work great for you. And where are we at? I should probably do, um, what do I got to do here? Actually, I want to do, we talked about spring cleanup and all that kind of fun stuff. And I'm going to say what um, I'm going to give away a prize here. Uh, we're going to give away a, a $100 gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So the question is, <laughs> um, what can I say today? What day is it today and what little critter comes around on today? He's a little fuzzy. And uh, if you can answer that question, you're going to be the proud winner of a $100 gift card to um, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Right now, I'm going to go to uh, Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Good, because my phone's beeping here. I've been holding for quite a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just full full boards today, so it's been uh, it's been a busy, busy day. So how can oh, okay. I help you? Thanks for waiting. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um Fertilizers. You keep saying use uh, your green it up with a yep. high middle number. Yep. So I'm quite a ways from where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can I use? Um, how are you in Calgary? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't, and that's, that's why I made the fertilizer, because there was nothing else really out there. Like, it's all 3204. And what they've done, they formulated it for the population and in Vancouver and Toronto and where they don't need the phosphorus in the soil. Oh, okay. So, and that's why I made the fertilizer. That's why I made the green up fertilizer. I get so tired of selling that. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it works okay. It gets it green, but that's all it does. There's nothing for the roots. I get people coming from all over Calgary now to pick it up because they've used it, and then their their neighbors see, oh, hey, how come your grass is so green and thick? And so it, it, it works really, really well, and I've just uh, I created it for that and, and made the special blend just to because I, I get tired of selling junk. So anyways, right. that's... There- there's one that I've seen that's it says for a new lawn and it's got I think it's something like twenty five twenty four and I don't know what the last number is. Yeah, that one's not too bad either. Um, yeah, you could try that one. 
Um, sorry, I was just laughing. One guy, the Easter Bunny is laying eggs in the garden. <laughs> I just <laughs> I texted it. Um, um, so again, we just I really found the balance that like when I made that fertilizer, like the sixteen, there's enough nitrogen in there to get it green, right. but the middle number really helps get that nice thick um, roots, which okay. which is really important. So you water way less. And you're going to spray with less weeds because it's going to get a nice thick grass. And then the last number is just a good all-purpose. So, um, so you might want to use that formulation. Um, and uh, we're a short drive from anywhere. <laughs> uh, Another one I can't seem to find anymore is ten fifty to ten. Where did no, that? No, and that same. I made that again. I, I I got it. So now you have a reason. Now you have two reasons to come up. I I. <laughs> I recreated some of the old because they went weird on on some of their fertilizers. They went I don't know what they did. So I I I, I made the ten fifty two ten fifteen thirty fifteen and oh. and thirty ten ten and twenty 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 just because again those are just tried and true. Those numbers work really really well. Yeah. And and that's why again I've uh, I've recreated those and I've started a green it up brand of fertilizers, including the lawn fertilizer. Then I've also added the water solubles. Okay. And again, uh, these are just high quality fertilizers that are good for your plants, good for our area. And, and sometimes gardening is like, we're in a tougher spot here. So I just tried to create something that works great for Calgary in our area. And can I necessarily sell my green up lawn for anywhere else? No, because it's not formulated for that. It's, it's a great fertilizer for our climate. So. Okay, wonderful. Now, this minus 7 that you're talking yeah. about, is that going to kill my bleeding heart that I just saw coming up yesterday? No, it should be fine if they're just coming up. Okay. And because um, they, they, they're almost like mother, you might get a little bit of a burn on it. So okay. you may want to cover it up. But we are, it is going to be like that's sort of, that's that touchy, like that minus seven. So it, yeah. it's uh, getting a little bit cold. So. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. I might have to drive down to see you after all. All right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth the drive. All okay, right. Thanks, thanks so Berta. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. And our winner is Anna. So she is the winner of the 1-800-GOT-JUNK $100 gift card. So we're going to help you clean up your yard and uh, and you'll be good to go. And here I actually, I got the script. I've, I've scanned my page. I said, congrats, you have won the $100 gift card towards services from 1-800-GOT-JUNK, your full service junk removal company that handles the tough stuff. Just point and the junk disappears. So there you go, Anna. That's all you have to do is just point. And they'll come clean it all up for you. <laughs> awesome. Love it. That's a good one, too. So um, congratulations to Anna. And I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, we do have some spots open on the phone lines again. They've opened up 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And everybody's wondering where Mary is. She is waiting on the line, so I'll be on to her next. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, Emerald Coons. And I'm going to go to the phone lines right now, and we're going to chat with Mary. Good morning, Mary. 
I'm late. I'm late. I'm yeah. late for no. a very important date. Yeah, no, the phone line's been full all day today, <laughs> so it's been nice and busy, which is great. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you as well, Mary. Yeah. So, oh, did you like the Anapest? It was very good. Love that stuff. You ate it already? Yeah, well, yeah, we had, uh, well, once you open the jar, everyone else wants some too, right? So, you know. <laughs> very big. No, I know. That's what, yeah, it went pretty quick. Time, I'll make bigger ones. Nice. A- anyway, what I want to know, yes. and I forgot to ask the girls when I came for my pansies yes. and persimmon or whatever that stuff is called, the uh, osteopermin. Yep. The osteos, yep. yep. I got them planted already Nice. in hanging baskets. But anyway... When are you going to get good tomato plants in? We, we got a few in right now. No, uh, that's too early. Yeah, but typically, first week in May, we'll have okay. most stuff right full to the rafters. Yeah. We're kind of watching the weather, too. Like yeah, it's, it's, I know. It's that minus 7 yeah. on last week in April here, so that's... It's uh, it's a little. That's uh, that's just too cold. Yeah, Things but can I don't handle plant them. Mine outside. No, no, I plant them in no, big pots. Yeah, we have five or six varieties right now of yeah. tomatoes, and if you want to plant them nice and deep right early now, get girl. It, yeah, and you can get them in. I'm pretty sure we have early girl. We had sweet one hundreds. Yeah, um, yeah, but it I will just be want getting early girls. Yeah, yeah, I love them the best. And I yeah, got uh, I got a text them. from someone says wish. Wish she was my neighbor <laughs> from lunch, Mum. Mary, she she wishes you were her neighbor. So there you well, go. Well, you know, I'm always here for a little advice. Yeah. I'm a little long in the tooth <laughs> <laughs> and white hair, and I've gardened forever. But yeah. anyhow, anytime, and people want to know anything. I share it in town. I know that's what I find with a lot of gardeners, and that's one thing. Uh, well, that's and, how I learned. And okay. uh, through my um, dad and mom, and yeah. um, my one of my like when when we started Spruce It Up, um, I have a we have I have a partner, and it was Frank Carey and Pat yes, Carey, but I Pat and him. I are, are partners now. And um, but um, his dad Frank, and he goes Merle. He goes, I can't believe like he came to the gardening show and stuff like that, and. He goes, I can't believe how you guys work together, like the, even the different companies yeah. and 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 the gardening people share, and it's it's just a it's a great way, and I I'm always proud of the gardening people because they we love to share our knowledge and yeah. what we do, and and you want to see that next person get more tomatoes or or whatever, right? Because yeah. then, hey, I helped that person, and that's yeah. a lot of people ask me about coming and doing the show. They say, oh, you have to give up your Sunday and blah blah blah. I love it. Like, I can't wait. Sunday morning, I get up. I have my coffee at home. Yeah, yeah, um, blah, blah, blah. Do my thing. And then I come here, and the family does their thing for a few hours. And uh, I, I love it. Like, I, I totally enjoy coming and talking with everybody about plants. It's something I love. So I'm I'm fortunate. And on an Easter Sunday, I'm, I still yeah. like love to share. So, well, anyways. Well, you know, Merle, uh, in, in your lifetime, uh, when you garden... It's so good for the soul, and it keeps you really young. Yep. And when I'm around town, people say, oh, you're the lady that talks to Merle on Sunday morning. <laughs> I yep. say, 
Oh, no. Yes. He said, you have a very distinctive voice. Yes. I said, You're like but me. I don't need a new man. So <laughs> have a so good always, day, sir. Yeah, they're always, trying to, they're always trying to pick you up in High River, eh, Mary? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm not to be picked up <laughs> because I'm too busy. Uh, exactly. They can't keep up with you. <laughs> All right, Mary. Awesome. Happy Easter to you. Easter. Take care. And with your family and thank you so much. Gorgeous garden show. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I I always enjoy uh, and being here. And Dwight sent me a great Easter picture. He has his cannabis plant, and he goes, "I built a CO two generator using a five gallon bucket." Sugar, water, and yeast, and a fish tank pump works great. This plant is ten days old. Holy! You should see it. Like it has like six, oh, one, two, three, three or four levels of leaves already. Totally nice, big. Wow, that's working, Dwight. Nice job. Looks. And Dwight, um, he he stopped in at the store and um, and we were talking about how he's growing his cannabis and things like that. And then. He, he, he's definitely got it down to, to a technique. He's passionate about it. So um, I love that. Any kind of gardening, whether it's cannabis or carrots. Um, and uh, so if you if you might need to grow the, the carrots after the cannabis, because if you have the munchies, <laughs> there you go. But right now I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we're just on the last leg of the gardening show. And where are we at here? I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we got Ken. Good morning, Ken. Morning. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? I have a 20-year-old Amur cherry tree okay. in the front yard. Yep. And the, the, the limbs are very brittle. Yeah. Branches break very easily. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and and typically when they get older, um, they they do do that. They're and they're very susceptible, like to any kind of snow load. Like they'll snap quite easily. Again, um, they do require fertilizer and then watering in really well in the fall. Um, yeah, I did that. Okay, I've been giving them rage uh, okay. plus last year. Perfect, and that it takes a bit to, especially if it's a tree that old. It takes a bit to to build everything back up, and the rage plus is a great product for that. It helps build up the tissue and and all that inside. It's one that works from the inside out, so that's a great one to add to some of your older trees and shrubs like that, and uh, definitely helps out a ton. So, how often would I fertilize? It? I I would. Once you get going into June um, or mid-May, sorry, into 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 mid-July, you can probably do it every two weeks. Oh. Give it a good shot, and okay. then just stop around mid-July. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Just because, especially an old tree like that, you want to and get more nourishments into it. It's going to take a bit to get in there because the soil is going to eat some of that up, and the lawn will eat some of it up, and then going up into the tree will will use it what it needs as well. So. If you give okay. it, yeah, if you get four or five shots there, sort of every couple of weeks throughout the summer, you should be awesome. Perfect. And just right now, just look at any of the pruning. If there's any dead, damage, or disease branching, and and if there's any wounds on it, just just cut out any of the dead stuff because it's one that can be fairly susceptible to some of the blights and things like that. So you just want to make sure they get cleaned up and don't leave any stubs and things like that. Well, there are a few dead branches, but it seems. It, it almost seems like they kind of come back to life now and then, and and 
Yep, no short shoots on them. Yeah, and so that's part of what's happening is is again just in like September, October is just watering it in really well um, because they're somewhat of a, a a bit of a harder wood, and so with those maples things like that they desiccate in, in in some of our cold climate, like when it gets too cold too long, and if they go to bed dry, there's just nothing there for them. So, okay. and then when you're using the Rage Plus. That'll start pushing life back into those older branches. Okay. Good. Yep. So you're on the right track, but it does take a little bit longer when you're dealing with an older tree. So it takes a little longer to get all the way up into those, into the tips. So you're on the right kind track, like, Ken. Kind of like people. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking that just in the break there. I had to get for a little walk. I go, man, oh man, some days you're just, your leg's a little stiff. I was like, I got to do something. All yeah. right. Thanks, okay, thanks. Ken. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. And I'm going to go to Grant. Good morning, Grant. Uh, good morning. How are you doing today? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, I'm just uh, wondering when you plant wildflowers and, like, like morning glory, like, seeded uh, plants. I know it's a little early now, but uh, I asked you last year. It turned out pretty great. good. Like, they're overflowing out, out of the barrel, so oh, I nice. know it's the right time to do it. Yeah, so. typically, I, uh, the first week in May, you should be fine. Like, it's sort of right after you get that last little cold spell, and then I typically do all your wildflowers, and then we'll get a little bit of the, the May showers will come in, and uh, it's a great time to do wildflowers, your sunflower seeds, things like that. Yeah, they go. It went. It went through like really good. Like the the one thing I did do is I put a little bit of plant food on, and it, yeah. it, it in the barrel it was just overflowing and awesome all the way through. So that's perfect. And that's and Grant, you just made a very key point though. Is this we need to fertilize a lot of our because a lot of our soil there's just nothing left in it either. Like it this we have some of the the worst soil with the least amount of nutrients in it. Um, around, so we definitely need to fertilize, and you'll you re- the rewards when you add a little bit of uh, nourishment to your flowers. Wildflowers are all heavy feeders, so that's that's awesome. Yeah, this was this the uh, well, my mom gave it to me. It was the old style uh, blue plant feed. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just mix it up, and then you got to watch though because one middle one that I put it on, I had it in a cream can and it kind of burnt it, but if, if you put less like diluted yep. a lot yeah. you'll be fine. Right on. Thank yeah, and you. just water first, and, and same I mentioned earlier to anybody fertilizing your trees and shrubs, your flowers, I always water first and yeah. then fertilize after. Right on. And Have then that you. way you get, there's less chance of burning too. Alright, thanks Grant. Thank you. Alright, take care. Bye. Alright, and... Hey, Yes. Sorry, sorry to jump in like this. I don't normally do this at all. Um, our wonderful listener Anna, who won the gift card, yes. she actually had her uh, junk already removed. So she wanted to make sure that the gift card went to a new home. So I was thinking that the fifth caller starting right now, yep, the fifth person to call me, I'll give, I'll re, I'll rehome that gift card for them. You're the Easter Bunny, Matt. <laughs> All right. So if you want to win that one eight hundred got junk gift card, be the fifth caller, and it will be yours. All right. And the number to call is four zero three nine seven four eight two five five, and uh, you'll be the winner of the one eight hundred got junk. And there it goes. It's lighting up like crazy. And I got to uh, go because it's the end of my show. And Matt will get your info and all that. Thank you so much. Happy Easter, everybody. Have a great one. 
It's sunny and 7 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Foppel. World leaders are expressing horror at the deadly series of bombs.